Good morning. It is Cam and Company Live for a Monday. Great to have you along with us. Hope everyone had a great weekend and a outstanding week ahead, even though the weather is a little dreary today. Joining us on this portion of Kale and Company Live on WKXL is the head football coach at the University of New Hampshire, Rick Santos. Rick, good Monday morning to you. Good morning, Ken. Thanks for having me again. Well, congratulations, Coach Santos. The uh, Wildcats coming off a convincing 40-22 to triumph over Elon Saturday in Durham. And uh, once again, Coach, the uh, Wildcats were able to strike for a quick touchdown. Yeah, you know, we, we felt like how dynamic their offense was, that we had to work extremely hard to get off to a fast start. We were able to do that, kind of put the pressure on them. So I thought collectively it was, it was the cleanest game that we played all year in all three phases. We just really happy, you know, based on the magnitude of that game and the implications that that kind of had as the season's going to go along, that our guys kind of, they rose to the challenge and they, they really took advantage of that opportunity to, to play their best game of the year. And uh, with a little bit uh, less than three minutes played in the game, your quarterback, Max Brosmer, uh, ran for 42 yards uh, and a score. And uh, just like uh, the week before at Dartmouth, you took that early lead. And uh, I I know that's a very important thing to do. It certainly is. You know, um, know, in particular for us as an offense this year, we wanted to work extremely hard to be efficient on the ground, control the clock, uh, really try to get a, a stronghold on the, time of possession battle that we've ultimately been doing a great job winning um and i think max is a huge part of that we're you know they brought a an all-out pressure blitz and came after us and i I don't think they were anticipating him pulling the ball there so he did a great job reading that thing they got you know the defender blitzed off the the weak side edge he pulled it and and ran for 47 as you mentioned so just great job by him kind of understanding you know what he needs to do there and then the uh, Wildcats able to uh, double their lead to 14 to nothing early in the second quarter. And this time, uh, Max Brosmer did it with his arm. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, he, he did a really good job in particular on third down, being efficient, you know, all day. We did a great job, I think, in those critical down situations. You know, we were 12 to 21 on, on third and fourth down. So, you know, if you can be anywhere around 50% on the season, you're going to be, you know, top 10 in the country. So that was an elite performance by him. I thought the receiving core did a great job all day getting open against a very talented secondary unit, you know, that Elon had. So, um, in particular, one guy that, you know, we got to acknowledge was DJ Lincoln, you know, a true freshman getting his first start, came in there, you know, and had, had five big catches um, for 60 yards and a, an explosive play at 27. So, really good job by the young guy stepping up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, another important aspect of the game is the fact that uh, the Wildcats took uh, very good care of the football, no interceptions and uh, no fumbles on Saturday. Yeah, that was good. that was something that we talked about going into the weekend. Elon did uh, such a great job of creating turnovers on the year. I think they had forced 14 fumbles, recovered 10, had another four or five interceptions coming in. So they were, they were tops in the conference in turnover margin. Uh, we were near it. That's one of the statistical categories that we need to do a better job of. So uh, really great job holding on to the ball all day. And then obviously, in particular, you know, when you're going to throw the ball 32 times uh, to not have an interception, it's a really good job by Max seeing the defense, being efficient, being extremely accurate. Great balance on offense, 460 uh, total yards, 220 through the air, 240 on the ground. You can't get much more balance than that. 
No, I, no, I don't think so. I think it was the, you know, the we stressed all week the offensive line and how we had to kind of reestablish a, you know, a line of scrimmage moving forward. Their their defensive line was the best that we faced at the FCS level. We felt based on scouting them all week. So got to give credit to the big guys up front. And it was really nice to have Dylan Lobby back after after a week hiatus when he kind of was out um, in that Dartmouth game. So you know, having him come back and you know what he did for us to be super efficient. You know, the run for 147, and then you know he had another explosive play in the punt return game. So he, he's dynamic. Yeah, no no doubt about that. And uh, man, he had a great game for sure. 147 yards on 22 carries, a 77 yard touchdown run uh, in the fourth quarter. Can't do much more than that. So. <laughs> no, no, we can't ask for that. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess the week off uh, paid off, right? That's uh, it. Yeah. So, and, and talk about your defense. Uh, they, they even recorded a safety uh, late in that first half. They did. They did a really nice job. Um, you know, Matthew McKay was, I think, top ten in, in the country in pass efficiency. Big time prospect and throw the ball all over the field. Great arm. Um, and then they have the stabler receivers that are super dynamic and run and catch and go get it. So. I think we did a really good job defensively, you know, for the most part, tackling well, keeping them inside and in front. We let a couple couple big passes over our heads, you know, some miscommunication in the secondary. But for the most part, I thought it was a really spirited effort. And then in particular, I think, you know, we played complimentary football. Sean Lahane, our punter, uh, had four punts inside the 20 and four inside the five. So I think any time, you know, an offense has to be backed up like that, against the goal line, it really limits what a, what a play caller can come up with there. So I think that also really helps the flow of the game as well. Now Coach Santos now 5-0, and sitting alone atop the Colonial Athletic Association, 6-2 and overall. The bye week is coming up as the Wildcats won't play again until November 5th at Richmond. The Cats have won three in a row and have a lot of momentum. Would you rather not have a bye this weekend? No, I think the buy's coming at the perfect time, Ken. We're we're pretty nicked up, uh, you know. N- nothing that's going to hold our guys off, which is a lot of bangs, you know, bumps, bruises, everything kind of that matriculates throughout the season here. So I think it's coming at the perfect time. But you're right. I mean, anytime you have momentum like that, the party wants to keep going. But I think our guys are in a good headspace right now. We'll get healthy. We'll get back to some good fundamental practice here in the bye week. Work work some situational football that we haven't got to in a bit. And, just find a way to get better. So how, how does that work uh, with a bye? How will your, your practice schedule be with uh, nearly uh, two weeks between games? Yep, uh, so they're going to be off today. Focus is kind of getting fast start academically on the week. Um, they're going to just lift tomorrow, and then instead of practice, we're going to probably do like uh, hip mobility, yoga circuit, something like that to kind of get them recovered. We'll practice Wednesday, Thursday. They'll have Friday, Saturday off, and then we'll come back again and practice on Sunday. Um, you know, with a nice big practice and ultimately starting the, the preparation for Richmond. Yeah, the Richmond Spiders next uh, on November the 5th. Uh, they are 5-2 and two overall. What do you know about the Spiders? They're very talented. Um, you know, their their quarterback is a transfer from uh, from BMI. Um, he, you know, was 30-37 last week for 315, three touchdowns. So, I mean, he's he, he averages over 300 yards a game at total offense. I think he leads the, the conference in that category. So dynamic offense. I think their defense is very good as well. They're very sound. You know, they're they're top three or four in every statistical category on both sides of the ball. So um, it's going to be the best team we faced all year down there. It's homecoming, so it's going to be an incredible crowd. So great opportunity for us to 
go down there and uh, you know play a really be- uh, our best game of the year. So now, Coach Santos, I'm going to ask you the million-dollar question. Who would you start tonight, Zappy or Jones? I got to go with the hot hand. Got to go with Zappy. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, enjoy the bye week, and uh, we, we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. Take care. Uh, all right. That is Coach Rick Santos of the University of New Hampshire, and what a start they have gotten off to a start. I mean, they're more than halfway through the season. But the Wildcats 5-0 and in the conference uh, with a bye week coming up and 6-2 and overall. So congratulations to uh, Coach Santos and the UNH Wildcats. And as we mentioned, uh, Patriots will be in action tonight against the Chicago Bears in Foxborough. It's Monday night football coming to uh, Foxborough. And the Patriots with a chance to go over the 500 mark. They are 3-3 three and three right now and have a chance to go to 4-3 and three tonight with a win over the Chicago Bears, who come into the game with a record of 2-4. and four. And there is still uncertainty as to who will be at quarterback for the Patriots tonight. Will it be the red-hot rookie Bailey Zappi, or will it be uh, Mac Jones, Jones still uh, listed as questionable for tonight. So we shall see. Bill Belichick has not tipped his hand one way or the other. Very strategic. He wants the Bears to have to prepare for uh, both quarterbacks, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. So there you go. Patriots and the Bears tonight in Foxborough. Monday night football and the Patriots with an opportunity to go to 4-3 and three on the season. And I would agree with Coach Santos in his assessment that uh, Bailey Zappi is the way to go tonight. Got to go with the hot hand, right? Patriots have uh, some momentum coming off uh, their victories over Detroit and Cleveland with Bailey Zappi at quarterback. So we'll see how it plays out tonight in Foxborough. We'll talk a little voting coming up on WKXL. It's Kale & Company Live, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We'll take a break and be back with more right here. Kale & Company Live on WKXL. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming around the world and around the clock on nhtalkradio.com. Very happy to have with us in studio today the State Director of AARP, Christina Fitzpatrick. And Christina, good morning. Good morning. Nice to have you along with us. And uh, I understand that uh, you're a relative newcomer to the Granite State. That is right. I've lived here just about three months. Yeah. And I love it. So, and, and you do, huh? How, how does yeah. it now, what was your previous stop? You were in Wisconsin, is that right? Or, or I was doing the, the state director job in Wisconsin for a few months, yeah. but mostly I've been at the AARP National Office. Oh, okay. Very yeah. good. So, uh, glad to have you with us uh, in the state and glad you're enjoying it. And, uh, 
We are going to talk a little bit of voting this morning because, uh, believe it or not, in just a little over two weeks, the midterm elections, we've been hearing about them for about two years now, (laughs) ever since the last election took place. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, tell us a little bit about AARP in terms of uh, who is uh, eligible to join, first of all, and uh, some of the services that you provide. Sure. So AARP... To join AARP, you need to be 50 and older, and and with that, AARP does a lot of different things. So people know us for their lobbying, because mm-hmm. we have a very strong presence, both right. at the federal level and in the states. We do a lot of education work, so helping people understand everything from... Um, you know how to get a job, how to do do that in the new world where a lot of stuff is going on online, to helping like if you have an elderly parent and need to help them out, mm-hmm. yeah, then we have a lot of resources online about that, and then we have a lot of just um, stuff that's fun. Yeah. Oh, I know. I I, I get the news all the time, and uh, <laughs> yeah, life begins at fifty, right? Right. <laughs> in the, in the minds of some, anyway. Well, the midterm elections coming up, as we said, just a little over two weeks away, and uh, you know, older voters have uh, for a long time been a, a major force in elections. Uh, in fact, uh, the older population uh, votes at a, a much higher rate than other age groups. Well, why do you think that is the case? Well, that's an interesting question. It could do with a lot of things. Um, I think people's perspective changes as they get older, and they start looking at things in a broader way. So they've, they're they kind of established in their lives, they've gotten their children off to their lives, and maybe they're look, spending more time looking forward and looking at, at how, how public policy affects their lives. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think uh, perhaps when you're younger, you know, you're you're raising kids and uh, you're you're into uh, you know what they're doing and and so on. But uh, maybe as you become a little bit older, you have more of a, a global view or even uh, you know a, a local view of what what's going on and how it's in, impacting uh, your everyday lives. So speaking of everyday lives, uh, what are the issues uh, most important to the 50-plus population uh, here in New Hampshire. So AARP conducted a poll um, in early October, and we commissioned a bipartisan polling team because we wanted to make sure that the results that we get are unbiased and that we can provide trustworthy information to the public. So we surveyed public 18 and older, and then we're able to break that down by age group to find out what people care the most about. And what we found is that people 50 and older are concerned about inflation and the economy, about taxes, and about Social Security and Medicare. Absolutely. And we're hearing, uh, you know, in some quarters that, uh, you know, Social Security and and Medicare might be in trouble. So I'm sure voters uh, of a certain age are are very, uh, you know, very concerned about that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. We're speaking with uh, Christina Fitzpatrick, State Director of AARP. We're talking about uh, voting coming up in just a little over two weeks on uh, November the 8th. That's the date, right? November That's 8th. Right. Yep. And uh, we, we've been hearing about that date for a long time. And, uh, you know, why, why should the candidates out there, why should this is a kind of a uh, a loaded question, I guess, but uh, why do the candidates pay attention to what's on the minds of uh, older Americans? 
Well, as you mentioned earlier, older Americans vote at much higher rates than younger Americans, and that's a that's stronger in the midterm elections, where turnout is generally lower. And and people 50 and older make up 64 percent of of likely voters um, this year. So it's a huge voting block. They turn out in high numbers, and and for that reason, politicians need to pay attention to what's important to them. Yeah, there's no no doubt about that. And uh, it, the uh, the politicians, I'm sure, are well aware of what uh, is impacting or potentially could impact the older uh, demographic. So that's uh, very much on their minds because they do know that the uh, older population does vote in uh, in higher numbers than uh, than, than the younger uh, population. So in in terms of voting process, uh, what has changed uh, this time around? There has been some redistricting, both for the state-level um, voting districts and for the congressional races. And so people might see different names on the ballot than they are used to. So it's important it would, for people to check it out. And you can go to the Secretary of State's website to see a sample ballot and see, so that you are prepared. And that website is www.sos.nh.gov. Oh my goodness. .gov. Uh, .gov. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, at any rate, uh, uh, people will uh, will have to uh, uh, check out that uh, that website from the Secretary of State's office and uh, and and get uh, the information there. We'll we'll check it out. We're going to take a break in a, yeah. in a moment or two and we'll uh, we'll get it. But uh, so we'll we'll check out the changes that are that are taking place and yeah and one more resource that people yeah. should know about is aarp.org/nhvotes and we have all the information there with links so people can can get the right information. Very good, very good. And uh, voting, of course, coming up. And and what about uh, what the the absentee status? What if people cannot uh, get to the polls uh, in two weeks from tomorrow? People who have a qualifying condition, so if or situation, mm-hmm. so if you can't miss work on election day, if you have a disability, if you have caregiving responsibilities, then you can qualify for an absentee ballot, and you can get that from your town clerk. And then, um, and then people who do qualify for an absentee ballot can return their ballot prior to election day. Very good. And uh, what about deadlines? Are there deadlines that people should be bearing in mind? That's right. You um, To get an absentee ballot, you have to apply by November 7th, which is the day before the oh, election. Okay. Yeah, so it's um, it's pretty flexible. So you still have plenty of time, but don't put it off. Right. No, don't put it off any longer because uh, you want to make your voice heard on Election Day. You can't complain if you don't vote, right? That's, that's right. That's right. That's what people say, and that's very true because, yeah. uh, you know, you've got to get out to the polls or at least vote uh, absentee and uh, get your get your votes in. And uh, I, I don't know, in, in New Hampshire, I don't know, many states have uh, already started to vote. Uh, I don't know about New Hampshire. Do, do we do that? I mean, not the absentee ballot, but uh, voting at the polls themselves. There is not early voting in New Hampshire except for absentee voting. So you have to go to the polls on Election Day. One good thing to remember is that if you didn't get around to to um, 
registering to vote prior to election day, you can go to the polls on election day, bring your ID, they'll take a picture of you, and you have to sign an affidavit that you are qualified to vote. Mm-hmm. And um, and so th- it's easy in that way, um, that you don't have that excuse to not vote. We try to make it easy That's uh, right. in, in New Hampshire. I, I also have heard that uh, if you uh, forget your ID, uh, that you can still vote. They'll take a picture of you, and they have to produce it in a certain amount of time. That's right. Yeah. Well, we will we'll talk a little bit more about uh, voting coming up in uh, two weeks from tomorrow. Christina Fitzpatrick is the state director of AARP, and they'll talk a little bit more about AARP in general when we continue. It is Kale & Company live here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It is Kale & Company live on WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com, and we are joined by Christina Fitzpatrick. She is the state director of AARP New Hampshire, just on the job for a, a few months, enjoying life in New Hampshire, correct? I am. I went to Mount Major this weekend. You did. Did, did you hike it? I did. I did. And it was glorious. It was wonderful. I, I think our producer today, uh, Janice, has done that as well uh, in, in the not-too-distant past. Is that true, Janice? Is she listening to us? Probably. She is. She nodded her oh, head. Oh, she nodded her head. Okay. That is true. That is a wonderful hike. And there was so many people there. It was crazy. Just miles of traffic. Yeah. When, when did you do it, Christina? I did it Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Beautiful day. It was you, wonderful. You couldn't have asked for a more beautiful day to yeah. hike uh, Mount Major. But uh, Christina is here. We're, we're talking about uh, voting and uh, voting for, for seniors Seniors turning out in uh, big numbers. And, you know, uh, usually, uh, you know, uh, the voting percentages are down during the midterm elections uh, for whatever reason, because they're very important. I mean, uh, the United States House of Representatives changes seats every two years, and that's uh, very important. Of course, senators are elected for six years, uh, but there are a lot of contested races uh, going on. As a matter of fact, uh, 6,000 state legislative seats are up for bids throughout the country. 6,000 on a state level. Uh, all 435 members of the U.S. House uh, are up for election and uh, 34 U.S. Senate races. So, I mean, this is very important because uh, the, the margins of the majority for the uh, Democrat Party in the House and the Senate are very small right now. So it only takes uh, a a few elections one way or the other to swing the balance of power. So it is a very, very important election coming up. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Some people, uh, you know, only show up every four years when there's a presidential election. But uh, this is uh, every bit as important. So get on out there, and uh, we urge you uh, to vote for the uh, candidate of your choice. Do a little research. I'm sure many people are getting, uh, you know, the, uh, the the flyers in the mail about uh, the certain candidates and, and what have you. But, 
you know, do your own research, and uh, there, there's plenty out there that you're able to research online. So uh, don't just go in there blindly and uh, say, oh, I like the sound of that name, you know. That's uh, right. or, or don't just, you know, you don't even have to vote for uh, the party that you're in. Uh, this is a, a general election, and, uh, you know, just vote for the candidate you think will do the best job uh, locally or in Washington, D.C. And One- Sorry. One thing that ARP does, we have a video voter guide for the governor's race and for the Senate race. And so we've asked the the candidates four questions each about the issues that matter to people 50 and older. And you can hear the candidates in their own words respond to say how they would address these important issues. So very easy. You can't make it much easier than that. That's right. On, On video. And uh, I was going to ask you about some of the sources that are, are available, and uh, that is uh, certainly one of them. And, and how do they access that? How do people access that, uh, that information? People can get to them through our website, which is aarp.org nhvotes. And they can also, um, we have a Facebook page and things like that. And so that's a great way to get to these, these video guides. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the uh, address for the uh, Secretary of State is sos.nh.gov slash elections. So there you go. Or you can uh, log on to uh, aarp.org slash elections if you want to uh, do it that way. So let's talk, uh, Christine, a little bit more about AARP. And, uh, you know, I I would imagine that uh, a high percentage of the people listening to this program uh, over 50 years of age, are members already of AARP. But if, if they're not, uh, what would be your sales pitch? What would you uh, uh, tell them to try to convince them to see the light and, and join AARP? There are several things that I would point to. I'd start with our publications. So we have a fantastic magazine that comes out monthly, and we have a um, a... Of, of, so that has that's like a features magazine, right? Yeah. And lots of interviews with people and lots of uh, good tips. And then we also have it, a, the ARP bulletin that comes out more frequently and has more um, shorter articles, down to earth recommendations and things. So being a member of AARP means that these publications, award winning publications, come to your door so that you can stay informed. You can read about the issues and uh, get a lot out of them. So the Good information is one of the things that is a benefit of AARP membership. And I I think the bulletin, uh, not to interrupt, but I think the bulletin uh, is one of the most read uh, publications in the country, from what I understand. yeah, That's right. And our magazine is the largest circulation magazine in the country. It is. Oh, okay. Wow. So uh, there are a lot of AARP members out there. There are 38 million. And and they devour the publications when they arrive. That's right. Yeah. I know I I love to to look through it because there are many uh, articles that, uh, you know, don't appear in uh, other publications, which, uh, you know, pertain to seniors and, Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So just just the publications alone are worth the, the membership, but there, there's a lot more than that. There is. So I'll tell you about a few activities that we have had recently in New Hampshire. So one is just fun. So we have we sponsored an apple picking trip in Concord mm-hmm. last week. 
We have a program called Movies for Grownups where you can sign up to see a movie for free. We did um, Where the Crawdads Sing recently uh-huh. and um, and the Top Gun movie. Yeah. Um, so so there's just, there are fun activities like that. And then there are also educational kinds of things. So we had an expert come in to talk about decluttering. So, you know, what what can you do to... How to get rid of clutter, right? Uh, yes. Oh, boy. I, sh- I should have been there for that. That's <laughs> um, so things like that. We have cooking classes online. So there are a lot of, um, especially with the pandemic, we really ramped up what is available to people in their own homes. Um, and then we also have some events that people can attend. Um, and then there's also, there's a lot of um, things online that, uh, resources. So mm-hmm. for people who want to start their own business, we have guidance about that, the things you need to know. And we have a jobs board, which is um, post jobs from employers who have committed to treating older workers well, because age discrimination is still alive and well. Um, People who who have a a graduation date on their their resume that's a long time ago, they're less likely to be interviewed for jobs. And so we want to help make sure that older workers can um, generate income. Well, there is no age discrimination at WKXL because they hired me. So there, there's <laughs> proof of it uh, right there. But also, in addition, when you have that uh, AARP card, uh, a lot of discounts available uh, as well. That is right. Then there are more than you can imagine yeah. just in every sector. So restaurants and movies and um, and. Uh, different stores and things. So there's a lot out there and a lot of uh, travel discounts as yes, well. Yes, indeed. Yeah. 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 Lots of uh, hotel, motel mm-hmm. uh, discounts, rent-a-cars and, and what have you. So it's, uh, it's uh, very inexpensive. Uh, yeah, it's only $16 a year. $16 a year. I mean, you probably blow that on scratch tickets every day. <laughs> $16 a year to belong to this great organization, uh, AARP, and uh, so many benefits. And, uh, and, and, and as Christina said, just the publications alone are great, but there's so much more than that. And uh, how many people work uh, for AARP uh, here in New Hampshire? There are five of us. Five of five of you, and you yeah. cover the whole state. That's right. Yeah, small but mighty. Yeah. Like so, say. so can people call and get more uh, information and uh, and find out more about AARP? They can. Um, you know, I messed up that website earlier today, and I'm <laughs> blanking on our phone number, so oh, okay. that's that's but, no good. But aarp.org/nh yeah. is uh, is the best way to to contact us. Now, uh, how did you get involved uh, originally in AARP? So I spent my career working on public policy issues, mm-hmm. and one that has been really important to me is Social Security. Yeah. And so I worked in Washington for a long time on with different advocacy gro- groups focused on Social Security, and when the opportunity came up to work at AARP, I I snatched it because AARP is the most powerful lobbying group that can make sure that Social Security and Medicare stay strong. So uh, lobbyists uh, in Washington, D.C., but also, as you mentioned, uh, at the state level as well. That's right. We do a lot. We have a, a, a strong agenda that focuses on the issues that matter most. So Social Security and Medicare, keeping those strong is an important thing. Making prescription drugs more affordable. Mm-hmm helping people age in place, so age in their homes rather going rather than going into a nursing home. Those are some of the issues that are really important to our members and that we lobby for strongly. 
So in other words, you, you provide a lot of services, and uh, it is a tremendous organization, been around a long time, and uh, $16 a year. My it's, goodness, how can you beat that? That's, that's a real bargain for what you get, for sure. No, no, it definitely is. And again, take advantage of those discounts, too. But the most important thing we want to stress today is go out and vote in, uh, well, two weeks from tomorrow. November 8th. It's very important. Uh, seniors, I know, get out in uh, record numbers. And I, I think because of the, the impact that this election is going to have, I think we are going to see some great numbers for the midterm elections. I certainly hope so. Uh, Christina Fitzpatrick, State Director of AARP New Hampshire, thanks so much for being with us. We, uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks for all the information. Thank you. I was really glad to be here. We will continue right after these words on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL nhtalkradio.com for a Monday. Today is uh, National Bologna Day. I know. Oh, that's that's too easy. No, we're, we're not full of bologna here. Uh, National Crazy Day and National Good and Plenty Day. That's what's being commemorated uh, today on this date, October the 24th. Thanks to uh, Christina Fitzpatrick, State Director of AARP New Hampshire for uh, stopping uh, in here today, uh, and uh, as we mentioned, uh, and this is from the AARP bulletin, which we talked about, part of the uh, membership, uh, a $16 a year membership fee. That's that's nothing, uh, and as what great work they do. Older voters have long been a major force in elections, uh, voting at higher rates than other age groups. Uh, for example, in the last midterm election, in 2018, 56%, 56% of voters ages 45 to 59 and 66% of voters 60 and older cast ballots compared with 33% of those 18 to 29. So there you can see that uh, by a wide margin, uh, the older population uh, got out the vote and uh, made their voices heard during the last uh, midterm elections. And I think with uh, everything that is going on these days in our world, that uh, it's even going to be uh, a bigger turnout uh, this time around from, from everyone, not just the, uh, the older population, but uh, uh, from uh, all demographics, because there are so many issues at stake here. And it's been a hotly contested campaign and uh, just about two weeks to go until you're able to uh, get to the, uh, the polls and uh, cast your votes. Well, yesterday, uh, I had the honor of emceeing the annual banquet, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony for the New Hampshire uh, Legends of Hockey. It was a great event held at the uh, Grapponi Center uh, in Concord. Five new inductees, uh, David Lassonde, uh, David Flint, uh, Chris Brown, a lot of people around Concord know Chris Brown from New Hampshire Distributors, but uh, he has done so much. In fact, uh, Chris Brown, the driving force uh, behind the 1883 Black Ice Pond Hockey Tournament that's been going on for a long time uh, here in Concord at White Park. 
And what an event that is. If you have never uh, attended a black ice hockey event, uh, you would truly enjoy it. Even if you're not a hockey fan, just the spectacle of it all. It's like a winter carnival. They have bonfires, great food, beverages as well, and uh, a, a great gathering. And we'll give you more about that as uh, as as it approaches. It'll be a, a while from now, but just bear it in mind if you've never witnessed the uh, 1883 uh, Black Ice Pond Hockey Tournament at uh, White Park. 1883, by the way, was the date of the first hockey game ever played in the United States. And you know where that game was played? Uh, about a mile from where I'm sitting right now at St. Paul's School. And that was the first hockey game ever played in the United States was at St. Paul's School in Concord. So congratulations to Chris Brown for his induction into the Legends Hall of Fame. Also, uh, the late Ryan Frew uh, was inducted. Ryan was the longtime coach of the New Hampshire Junior Monarchs. And also Tom Moulton, who was an assistant coach uh, with my friend uh, Rick Middleton. They were uh, the, the coaching staff of the uh, 2002 gold medal-winning Paralympic Sled Hockey Championship. So they, the uh, Paralympics uh, for uh, disabled athletes, and uh, Rick Middleton and Tom Moulton were the coaches uh, on that uh, Paralympic sled hockey team, and they took the United States to a gold medal in 2002. And subsequently, the U.S. Paralympic sled hockey team has won numerous gold medals. So uh, congratulations to Tom Moulton of the Seacoast for being uh, inducted as well. Great induction ceremony yesterday at uh, the Grapponi Center. And uh, it was great to see so many people uh, in attendance. So we have the elections coming up in two weeks from uh, tomorrow. But before that, folks, before that, the World Series will be getting underway. And it will get underway on uh, Friday uh, in Houston with the Astros hosting the Philadelphia Phillies. Both teams punched their ticket to the uh, Fall Classic last night as the uh, Phillies beat Houston 4-3 to on a big Two-run homer in the eighth inning by Bryce Harper, who has uh, had a, a clutch uh, postseason, and uh, he led them to victory last night. Philly ousted San Diego in five games, and the Astros completed a four-game sweep of the Yankees last night in the Bronx by a final score of six to five. So, uh, both teams. Uh, qualifying for the World Series last night, and they'll have some time off to get their pitching in line, and uh, that will be uh, starting on Friday night in Houston. And the Celtics off to a good start. Celtics three and zero. They beat Orlando on Saturday night, and they will be in Chicago tonight to take on the one and two Chicago Bulls. Bruins will be off until uh, Friday night when they travel to Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets. So uh, there you have a little uh, sports roundup here on uh, WKXL. I did want to mention that we have a very special program coming up Wednesday here on uh, Kale and Company Live from uh, 8 to 9, and we will be joined in studio 
by former U.S. Representative Paul Hodes, a very familiar voice to WKXL as Paul and the award-winning Matt Robeson host Beyond Politics every day, Monday through Friday from 4 to 6. And as many of you probably know, uh, Paul is a very accomplished musician and uh, has been uh, playing music since, as we found out the other day, the uh, age of 15. So Paul will be in studio with us on uh, Wednesday, and he has a brand new CD out called uh, Paul Hodes and the Blue Buddha Band and Turn This Ship Around. And I've had the opportunity to uh, to listen to the entire CD, and uh, Paul uh, it, it, Paul has written all the songs for the for the CD and it sounds amazing but the the song that uh, that he enjoys uh, the most on the on the CD I know is the night I met John Lennon yes Paul Hodes actually met John Lennon and Yoko and he tells the uh, the whole story of that in song on this uh, brand new uh, CD, which is, uh, I think, available now uh, online at uh, all the places you uh, download your music. But again, it's uh, Paul Hodes and the Blue Buddha Band and Turn This Ship Around. And Paul will be with us uh, in studio on Wednesday of this week. And on Thursday, uh, Dan Weed will be with us from uh, Weed Family Automotive. And uh, Dan will be uh, discussing uh, your maintenance of your vehicle. And if you have any questions, uh, well, feel free to uh, get in touch with us, and uh, Dan would be uh, happy to uh, answer any specific questions that uh, that you might have uh, about uh, your vehicle. So Dan will be with us uh, for the entire hour on, uh, on Thursday. And uh, later on today, of course, uh, 4 to 6, Beyond Politics, Paul Hodes and uh, Matt Robeson right here on uh, WKXL. Uh, NASCAR uh, yesterday, as they're heading down the home stretch in uh, the NASCAR postseason, and uh, Kyle Larson posted a victory uh, yesterday at the Homestead Miami Speedway. Uh, He defeated Ross Chastain. In third place was A.J. Allmendinger. Uh, Austin Dillon was fourth, and uh, Brad Keselowski has had uh, a real up-and-down season on the NASCAR circuit, mostly down, unfortunately. Uh, But uh, Brad did have a top-five finish uh, yesterday, uh, coming in fifth at the uh, Homestead Miami Speedway uh, race won by Kyle Larson. Uh, Again, if you missed it, uh, Sunday night football, the Miami Dolphins held on to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 16-10. The big game on yesterday's slate uh, was played in San Francisco with Christian McCaffrey making his 49ers debut at running back. But nonetheless, Patrick Mahomes and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated San Francisco 44-23. to And as we mentioned tonight, it will be the New England Patriots Monday Night Football hosting the Chicago Bears in Foxborough. Patriots... At 3-3 three and three on the season, we still don't know. Uh, Bill Belichick will probably not announce until game time who the starting quarterback will be for the Patriots. It's a big mystery. We cho- uh, talked to uh, head coach Rick Santos of the University of New Hampshire, a longtime uh, Patriots fan, and Rick said he would go with 
the hot hand, and that hot hand being Bailey Zappi, who has uh, won his last two starts, his only two NFL starts, and has been terrific in both of them. So we'll see how it all plays out tonight in Foxborough. A kickoff around 8.15 this evening. Maybe some soggy conditions in Foxborough, Massachusetts for that one. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today on Kale & Company. We hope you make it a habit. Thanks to our guests, UNH head coach Rick Santos, Wildcats now 5-0 in conference, and Christina Fitzpatrick, state director of AARP New Hampshire. Join us tomorrow for more Kale & Company Live here on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. Make it a good Monday, everyone.